So the big question is this. How does a powerful, high-achieving woman who's successful in every part of her life, except with men, dating, and relationships, meet, attract, and create that healthy relationship that lasts with the right man? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Barry Price, and welcome to Her Dating and Relationship Secrets. Her Dating and Relationship Secret number 17. These are the environments of other people. The environments of other people are where we normally think relationships happen, right? I mean, isn't a relationship about me and another person? But remember, on our journey that we're taking, for you to have success without settling in relationships, we've taken you through a framework that's really centered on you. Taking you through a framework where it's about understanding your own pattern, your own growth and your inner growth and the outer actions and goals to help you get there. We've looked at fostering your outer environments. Remember, we have a a framework in my coaching called the nine environments, and we've broken it into three groups of three. So the first three we talked about in one of the earlier secrets is the three inner environments, We also talked about the three outer environments, and today we're just going to get into the three environments that deal with other people. But these final environments are kind of just the practice ground. It's it's like getting on the actual tennis court to show the skills that you've developed through practicing and getting good by getting your inner game figured out and your physical body in shape. And all of this preparation in your other environments that then enables you to perform well in an actual tennis match. But these three outer environments actually require some development too, and they may have already come up when you set those inner goals for yourself with some outer measurement. The three outer other people environments are first, network. Network refers to all the people you kind of know. So kind of means it could be your dry cleaner. It could be someone you went to high school with. It could be a friend of a friend that you see sometimes at parties or an acquaintance. Your network is broad and diverse, typically and hopefully. But your network is going to be a big part of your success or failure in dating and relationships. For example, take my client, Eileen, who... She continued to be around her old party friends and always going out to parties or bars where drinking was a really big part of it. And yet her deep yearning was to move past that phase of her life and to have a partner that wasn't like her past boyfriends. She wanted to get ready to settle down, to get married, to have something that lasted. But her network was mostly filled with people that she knew or met through having gone to the party college or through all of the various party groups and cruises and things she'd been on. She had an extensive network of people that 
really weren't built to bring in a quality settling down kind of person. Doesn't mean that some people don't settle down out of that lifestyle, but it's it's sort of looking for the needle in the haystack, right? You're trying to time it just right. So if we think about this, it's a lot like if somebody wants to be a, a Hollywood Oscar winning actor, but they live on a farm in rural Nebraska, probably they don't know many people who are going to move them towards that goal. They have to start making new connections and networks. That might mean moving to Los Angeles, for instance. It's funny how we intuitively know that in other areas, but we don't often apply it and think about it with the type of partner that we wanna have. This is also true if you're in a relationship and you're looking to improve it, or even if you're in a relationship and you're looking to change yourself, even if it costs the relationship ending and you're willing to leave it to be a happier you. But we look at this environment, who are the people that we're surrounding ourselves with? Are we exposing ourselves to the right groups of people that we're networking with and meeting? The second environment in this area is called the mimetic environment. I also think of this as kind of the cultural environment. It's the books we're reading, the movies we're watching, the songs we're listening to, the websites we're going to, and the YouTube stuff we're watching. In this day and age, it's also the social media we're consuming. It's all the stuff going into our brain that's reinforcing old thoughts and beliefs. What we're really doing is we're being affected by society at large, not just even the, the guy that we know from the coffee shop now. It's all the people in the society that are affecting us with all of the media and messages. There are some times where people instinctively want to retreat from that or shut it off because they know it's having an effect. Well, it has an effect with dating and relationships too. If you've designed this best version of yourself that you're working on being, then that has to actually line up with and match the actual messages you're feeding in through your ears and your eyes. What are you reading? What are you listening to? You're listening to this podcast, so that's great. That's in alignment with success in dating and relationships. But what else are you listening to? What else are you doing when you're on your phone or on the computer? That mimetic or cultural environment is so important. Like a client of mine in upstate Michigan, who felt isolated, never met worldly people. She said, everyone around here isn't really my type. There's no slight against the people of the Upper Peninsula of Michelin. There's some wonderful, Michigan, there are some amazing places there, particularly if you know you like uh, cabins and, and boating. Being from Canada, I would know, stones throw from there. But in her case, she wanted an academic. And so, she committed to starting to look at her mimetic environment and really do something about being the woman she said she was going to be. And so she started to go to a book reading series in Ann Arbor. And by actually making the drive into Ann Arbor and, and going there, she met an amazing worldly guy and a whole new group of friends, which changed her network too. These environments can all help one another. It expanded the type of people she was getting around and then also encouraged her to want to put the effort in. It gave her more hope and motivation. Finally, we have the relationship 
environment. That's not just romance, by the way. Romantic relationships are one part of it, but it's really anybody who's close to us. You might have heard the the cliche, sometimes people say the five people closest to you, right? If you look at the five people closest to you, it kind of sums up who you are. Well, we might do more than five, but it includes close friends. It includes your children, if you're around them a lot, if they're not grown and out of the house. It could include an ex if you're seeing your ex-husband or the father of your kids a lot. It can include coworkers or your boss. It can include the person you're currently dating or someone you've just broken up with. But it's even parents and family members. It's so many people that we're either around a lot or we feel very close to. You may not talk frequently to a parent, but they might still have a massive effect on how you feel And if they called you, they'd have much more effect on you than one of your medium friends. So it's how big a deal they are in your relationship world, in your psyche, but it's also how important they are in terms of you seeing them a lot and doing things with them. But if those people aren't healthy, you know, I've been amazed times when uh, I've been working with a client for a few months before it comes out, it's, it slips out that there's this friend still that they are hanging out with and going out with. That's a complete, complete nightmare when it comes to healthy relationships. There is no way to fake this. It's like you can't eat junk food and expect to get into shape. You can't have junk and toxic in your relationships environment with close friends. Like a client of mine in the South was uh, working in... Uh, advertising, doing a lot of photography, but her boss also expected her to be her best friend. Her boss was getting divorced, was very lonely, but very bitter and cynical as well. It was reinforcing all sorts of negative beliefs around men and dating and trust that was not helping my client. And she'd created a really awkward situation because it was also her boss. How am I supposed to say no? But cleaning up that environment suddenly made her enjoy meeting healthy men again, enjoy dating. It made it worth her doing a lot of things that she decided it wasn't worth the effort to do. Suddenly she was going on better dates. So what is it for you in this environment, this relationships environment that needs to be looked at? Who you been hanging around or who are you really still affected by in a major way, even if you haven't seen them in a while? because that may be what's holding you back from success. I've been amazed how many clients come in and say, I love my mom, but dot, dot, dot. Particularly, I love my mom, but I don't want to turn into her. And I feel bad saying that, but I also don't want her life or her relationships or her template that she taught me. So who is it for you? Take a look at these relationship network and mimetic environments, because until we start looking at the way the healthy me is being affected by other people, we can't really start to practice a healthy relationship dynamic. That's it for today. Take a look at those three environments of other people so that you can start to have more success with your dating and relationships. Thanks for joining us. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and also share this with anyone that you think it could help. 
because I'm on a mission to help one million successful women have healthy, lasting relationships. 